The Mind Body Detective aims to empower and educate individuals who are on a health journey that is evolving their mind, body and spirit. Hi, it's Deborah Wiggins Hay here, the MBD. I wanted to spend a little bit of time just talking to you today about breathing. Obviously, it's a fundamental practice and something that we need to do continuously in order to be able to stay alive. Um, We cannot survive physically for very long without receiving oxygen into the cells because every cell in the body requires oxygen to be able to fulfill its function. So not only do we breathe in and out of our body, in and out through our mouth, through our lungs, but every cell in every tissue, in every organ actually requires oxygen at a cellular level. So every cell in our body is actually breathing. So when we think of it like that, we can see how important it is for us to be able to breathe well and to be receiving good quality oxygen into our body. But actually, breathing has been a practice, a spiritual practice, since the beginning of time. Since human beings have been searching for some sort of inner balance within themselves, since human beings have been striving to make a connection with some sort of aspect or energy that is bigger than or more expansive than themselves. And so breath is a fundamental practice in many spiritual and religious practices. And it's also a really important aspect in terms of us being able to maintain our physical health. Now, the important thing here is not only does it work in terms of our spiritual connection, in terms of our physical body being able to maintain its optimum health, but actually breathing is fundamentally important in terms of the energy that moves through our body and also in terms of us being able to come to a very centered place in our mind. So yes oxygen and breathing is very important for the cells and for body function but it also has a fundamental impact breathing itself has a fundamental impact on the central nervous system and therefore the flow of information um, through our body, through the nervous system. So it has an effect on the electromagnetic function of our body and the communication that is happening within the body, but it also has an effect through the nervous system Uh, through the central nervous system on the hormones and the information that is allowing hormones to be, if you like, overseen, to be orchestrated. So the information that is being received through the central nervous system is then interpreted through the brain 
and through that interpretation the body adjusts its hormonal and chemical balances within the body so we also see biochemical changes that can occur and affect our emotions and how we feel and how our body organs are functioning so yes on a practical level oxygen is important for uh, respiration within the cells but also in terms of balancing the central nervous system and being able to regulate the information that is moving through the body in terms of electromagnetic information in terms of our nervous system and in terms of our hormones and the chemical, uh, biochemical changes that are occurring within the body. All of those things are impacted with the breath. On top of that, those changes have a really significant impact on how we are able to think clearly how our brain is able to function and through the ability of our brain being able to think clearly and have a a clear mind then we are also able to really view our problems or what is going on for us in our inner world we're able to take a new perspective and to take that perspective from a place where our body is in a very balanced state so that the biochemical signals and the hormones that are flowing through our body are in a very balanced state which means that there is less emotional effect in the body and therefore there is also less impact in terms of our thinking so this is really important because it actually takes our mind to a place where we are able to be in a very conscious and clear focused state that is not being affected if you like by any sort of emotional or biochemical feedback from the body So to put that into perspective, you know, when our body is actually operating um, with high levels of um, stress hormones, let's say, then the body is in a very prepared state to be receiving information that it is already perceiving as being in some way dangerous in some way that information is expected by the body to be detrimental because we're in that heightened stress state the body's already switched on to receive information that it's perceiving to be potentially dangerous and because we're in that heightened state of danger in that heightened state of perceiving potential danger then the body is actually already honed in to pick up on anything that it would think is dangerous so the slightest more the slightest noise so you know imagine when when you're on that really heightened hypervigilant state and you hear a tiny little crack a tiny little noise you're in the house on your own you're in a very heightened state and you hear a little creak or a little noise 
that little creak, that little noise, it means much more than just being a creak or just being a noise. Because we're in a heightened state, our body takes that information and it perceives it as being potentially dangerous. Potentially, that little creaky noise is actually, you know, somebody or something which is going to cause us harm. And so we're already experiencing high anxiety and potentially fear. And then the information that we are picking up from our external environment is being fed into the body in that heightened state. And the brain is perceiving that as going to be something potentially dangerous, which increases the state of anxiety and our heightened state. And so you see this information goes around in a cycle and takes us into more and more anxiety, higher, higher states of fear and anxiety. Don't part and I can't handle it 
So the biological and the biochemical information that we're holding in our body has a major effect on how we are seeing things and what we perceive. And what we perceive is what we believe we are seeing, what we believe we are hearing. So it's this belief, it's the way we see something or the way we perceive something which is having the effect. Which means that the creak, the noise, whatever that aspect of something in our environment is, it's causing us extreme fear and and anxiety but actually it's potentially just a creak it's just a noise it doesn't mean anything it only means something because we've attached that meaning to it so through the breath we are able to take our biology into a place where that biochemical information And the transportation of information through the system is happening in a very balanced way. So this ability to be able to auto-regulate, to be able to take ourselves and our body and our mind to a state of peace and calm, to a state of inner balance, to this sort of zero ground where we are not overly excited, we're not overly passionate, we are not in a state of anxiety or fear, but our body is just in a very balanced, very calm, peaceful, zero-point place. This is a very useful state for us to be able to take our body into so that when we do have issues, when we do have emotional or psychological issues that we want to be working with, and when I say psychological, I mean issues around how we see things how we perceive things in our life. So the sorts of thoughts, the sorts of perceptions that we have that we already innately understand are not particularly helpful for us. You know, negative thinking, um, the sorts of beliefs and patterns of beliefs that we may be having on a regular basis but that we know are not bringing us any sense of understanding or calm and we already know that those sort of perceptions, those thoughts are potentially harmful to us. So being able to go into this very centred, still place is very important in terms of us being able to address both our emotional states and our psychological states. To this end, breathing practices have been important both for spiritual advancement, not least because these types of practices 
allow us to have an interaction with the world in a way which allows us to step back from our immediate emotional and psychological responses. These practices provide a space between where we are and the thing, the people, the experiences that are happening around us. And sometimes it's simply the space that we require to be able to take a breath, step back, look at actually what we've seen, what we've heard, what we've felt, and to be able to take that information into ourselves in a way which is disconnected from any types of fears or anxieties or preconceived thoughts that we may have had and just like that creaking sound in the room, if we can take a breath and a step back, we can then see and hear that creaking noise or that interaction with a person, the things they've said, the event that just happened. We can step back and see that in a different way. We can see that without the anxiety and the fear that can make it be something much bigger, much more painful an experience than it actually is or that it was meant to be. This breath, this breath, this breathing space between us and how we see and experience the world around us allows us to have an interaction with the world where we can 
be free from those thoughts and feelings that cause us to be more afraid, that cause us to experience the world in a more stressful way. And it creates the space for us to be able to build new relationships, new understandings from a place where our mind is clear and our body is no longer filled with the sorts of hormonal responses that can cause our body to behave in ways that we aren't able to control. So breathing practices are really an essential aspect of improving not only our biological or physical health through being able to improve the transportation of oxygen to every cell in our body. Not only are breathing practices an important aspect of our psychological health in terms of being able to take our mind into a place of calm and peace. Not only are they an important emotional skill because they allow us to experience the world from a place where our mind is much calmer, but also these breathing practices allow and create a space which allows us to react from a much more authentic place within ourselves, from the centre of who we are in this moment, in this place, right now, and from the core of who we are without our fears, without extreme emotional reactions, in a place where our body is calm and balanced, and we are able to be truly who we are when we are connected to our heart and connected to the truth of who we are and where we are at that moment in time. And it's that practice of being true to who we are without the fears and without all of these other um, heavy burdens that we can accumulate through life because of past experiences that we bring into the moment now and allow those things to have an effect on our relationships and our interactions. When we develop these breathing practices, we can begin to break past patterns that are causing us to react and respond in ways that we wish that we didn't, in ways that we would rather we didn't. And through this practice of space, through this practice of breathing, through this practice of a more balanced and distant reflection on what is actually happening in the moment, we see people who are able to respond in this way as being more connected to themselves. And these breathing practices also create a space around a person that begins to have an impact on the energy of that person and the space in which they exist. 
And this is a really felt change of energy that people around them become aware of. They become aware of this much more calm, balanced energy. And therefore the people around them see that person as being different, see the space that's created around that person through their breathing practices. They feel that space and they feel that calmness that's created through the space that comes with those breathing practices. So not only do those breathing practices create space internally for that person and change the way that they interact with the world around them, but when a person practices those breathing practices, people around them experience the person differently People around them begin to experience this sense of space and of calm and of peace that exists around that person. And we tend to call that type of person somebody who's more balanced, more calm, somebody who we might look at and think of as being a more spiritual person. Now, in reality, we're all spiritual people. We are all spiritual beings because we are all mind, body, spirit. We all have a mind. We all have emotions. We all have our individual spirit. Our spirit is what makes us who we are. My spirit is what makes me me, and your spirit makes you you, and we all have it, and we are all different, and it's that unique aspect that sits within each of us. The point is... When we practice these breathing practices, we are actually improving our mind, our body, our focus, and our emotional and spiritual life in every area. The following meditation is just a simple support for you to begin the practice of heart breathing. Heart breathing is a very very simple practice which you can begin to do each day which will have an effect in the areas that I've talked about. The most important premise of this type of breathing is to begin to breathe in and out to a regular count. So you don't have to use a stopwatch, you don't have to time yourself, but within your own mind, if you can create a count, it can be a count from one to four or one to five, and what you need to do is to begin to develop your breathing so that you can breathe evenly in and evenly out so that you breathe in for five and out for five. And what you want to do is really begin to try to regulate the breath so that there isn't a fast, hard breath at the beginning for the first two seconds and then 
it, it, it kilters out <laughs> in the last three seconds and there's very little, little breath left. You want to try to draw that breath in in a really even way across that count of five. Equally, when you exhale, you want to send the breath out of your body in a consistent fashion so that there's not a huge rush of air out initially and very little left for the last two or three seconds, but so that the exhale is consistent and lasts for the whole of the five seconds. And as you develop that practice more, you want to try to make sure that your lungs are expanded to their full capacity in the five-second in-breath. And you want to make sure that your lungs are fully deflated so that the exhale has taken all of the air out of your lungs within the five-second exhale. And to do this in a fashion where it feels as though the breath is very equal so that the power of the breath in is very equal to the power of the breath out. This can sound a little complicated and I have noticed that for some people this can actually take some time to master. So this following meditation is to really just begin the practice of counting the breath in and out in an equal manner and I just urge you to slowly over a period of weeks and months just work on developing this even nature of the breath to the best of your ability and don't worry if it doesn't work initially and there is some sort of you know the breath is is a, a bit erratic in its length or in its strength when you first begin this practice but just keep the idea of this calm, even spreading movement of breath in and out and keep that in your conscious awareness and gradually with practice you'll find that you can begin to improve that. Lastly, I would say that HeartMath have some fantastic tools to support you in understanding what is happening with your breath and how that is affecting your biology. They have some electronic tools which provide record of feedback that allows you to see just how much your body is changing and improving with this type of breathing practice. And if anybody is interested in knowing a little bit more about uh, their products, then do look online. And if you would be interested in buying those products, um, if you'd be interested in understanding how to work with them a little better and how these types of breathing practices can help you in overcoming your own anxieties and fears, then please do reach out and contact me. I can provide these HeartMath tools for you. I am a HeartMath provider and a one-to-one -one coach and I hope that you enjoy the following support meditation to begin your breathing practices.
So I want you to just relax and allow yourself to find a very comfortable space. You could be stood or sat, but just allow yourself to feel very comfortable somewhere that you can relax for the next eight to ten minutes. And begin by placing your hands on your heart and just making that very felt connection to your heart. And as you do that, just begin to notice your breath and watch how your breath is moving in and out. And begin by counting your breath. The same count of numbers in and the same count back out.
focus upon a person, a place, a memory, some aspect of your life, or the people around you that you are particularly grateful for and allow yourself as you breathe in and out of the heart to just make that connection and feel that gratitude, that love and highest gratitude and allow yourself just to breathe that energy and that emotion into the heart as you do this practice.